1: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit voicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling.
0: It's my music. Break it down. Oh, you didn't know. Stand back. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking?
2: You're listening to Music of the Mat on the Voices of Wrestling
0: Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome to Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Andrew Rich. This is episode 101, and it is the 4th Anniversary Show, and if you're wondering what the topic is, well, well, it's the big show, yes, it's the big bad show, Paul Wide. oh baby, come on, and uh, I am joined, as I am every year on the Anniversary Show, by co-creator and former co-host, Chris Maffey. Chris, welcome back.
2: Andrew, happy anniversary. Thanks so much for having me on and congratulations on uh, 100 episodes, surpassing now 100 episodes. That is a big milestone uh, and I'm very happy for you. I'm very glad that you've kept this thing going all these years. So happy anniversary and congratulations, buddy.
1: Well, thank you so much. I mean, it it does feel pretty weird that it's been four years already because, you know, it, it seems like yesterday that the show was just starting out. But it was actually four years ago. And a lot's changed in that time, you know, just thinking about it. In January 2017, I mean, Shibata was still wrestling. (sighs) Um, The first Okado Omega match had just happened. Uh, Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns were wrestling for the world title at the Royal Rumble. Okay, so not everything has changed, perhaps. But (laughs) still, it's four years later and the show is still going strong. It's it's pretty wild, man.
2: Yeah, man. So much has changed in wrestling. It's just the, the entire landscape is different now. Um, you just—you really just made me sad there. I really miss Shibata. I—I I, I miss that guy so much. But um, yeah, a lot has just changed in general in life, in everyone's life. My life certainly. I'm in a completely different place than uh, than where I was in 2017 when we when we started this. In fact, we uh, we've discussed a few of these songs that we're going to discuss on this episode uh, in the past. So I actually went back and and listened to some of those old uh, some clips from those old episodes and. Man, there was just an energy there in my voice that is not there anymore. Uh, So uh, a lot has happened uh, for sure over the past, uh, really the past year.
1: Yeah, I do want to take the time to explain to people um, and to apologize to you as well, Chris, because on the third anniversary show, I promised I would have you on again at some point during 2020 before this show came around. And uh, after I said that, uh, the world took a giant shit on everybody with the pandemic. And um, I don't want to get too, you know, personal with this, but I know that you had some struggles and I didn't want to come in and be like, Hey, wrestling themes, puns, waka waka. Like (laughs) I I wanted to give you time and space to, you know, handle that stuff. So I just wanted to get that out there and explain to the people listening.
2: Oh yeah. And, and there is no apology necessary. I appreciate that. I don't know if I would have been in the headspace to, to really get on a podcast and attempt to be funny, um, but yeah, no, as, as you said, and, and to, uh, to quote a, uh, a character from Cobra Kai, uh, uh, to paraphrase, uh, really 2020 just kind of came along and took a shit in my mouth. So, um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing better now. Things are, things are going better now, but, um, I'm just happy to be back on and it, it's always great to talk, uh, to have a chance to talk to you and to get to be back on the show.
1: And if there is a bright side to all this. Uh, the pandemic might have saved you from talking about our truth songs. Oh, so, you oh, know, swings and roundabouts, <laughs> as they say there, Chris.
2: <laughs> well, gee, I, you know, I, when you put it like that.
1: <laughs> but uh, but as far as wrestling goes, uh, Chris, have you been keeping up with wrestling at all since you've been
2: on? No, You know what? I uh, Early in the pandemic, I was just trying to cling to anything that would make me happy. So I was watching, you know, Tessa and I were watching a lot of shows and I was trying to keep up. But... Over time, I just kind of lost interest. I think the lack of crowds really had something to do with that. So I haven't really been keeping up with anything week to week. I've parachuted in for a few big shows here and there. Uh, No pun intended. Uh, I will check out clips on YouTube of anything that looks interesting. And of course, I still keep up with podcasts such as this one. Um, But really not watching a lot of wrestling, watching a lot of kind of other things, retreating into my old nostalgic favorites and things of that nature. So no, not a lot of wrestling, but it is good to kind of get back into that space. Um, Wrestling is something that is, is kind of cyclical for me these days, but it still does inspire me to create um, and still inspires me in, in different ways like that. So it is always fun to get on a podcast and just, just talk about it. Just talk about old stuff, talk about themes. So I'm always happy to come back on.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, uh, Today, Chris, as you said, it is the fourth anniversary show, and uh, you stole my pun there because uh, this is going to be a real big show, a show (laughs) of giant proportions, if you will, because we're talking about the themes of the big show, a.k.a. The Giant, a.k.a. Paul White, uh, former WWE, WCW, ECW, and World Heavyweight Champion, only man to do so. Uh, He's won a bunch of other titles as well triple crown champion grand slam champion star of such films as the water boy and jingle all the way (laughs) as well as his now canceled netflix sitcom the big show show uh the man has done it all seemingly except win the royal rumble which is shocking to me chris because as we've been told every single year no one is going to be able to eliminate the (laughs) big show from the royal rumble but somehow it always happens it's very strange
2: And thank God for that. I mean, how boring would that be? Big Show main eventing WrestleMania. (laughs) Well, it's happened. It's it's happened. Oh, that's true. Yeah, 2000. Well, that's easily forgotten. (laughs) Well, uh,
1: regardless, Big Show, you know, he's someone who ever since I became a fan, he's always been around. I know the past few years he's become like semi-retired, I guess, but I have seen a lot of Big Show over the years. He's always had a presence. And you can see why, obviously, he's had a long career because just look at the guy, right? I mean... He's a promoter's wet dream. Um, The thing is, though, we've seen so much of him that I think a lot of us have just got sick of the guy, which shouldn't be the case. You know, a, a guy who is seven feet tall, 500 pounds or whatever, like he should always be a spectacle to see. He should always feel special. But when you wrestle just so often for so many years, you do lose the magic after a while there, Chris.
2: Yeah, a guy like The Big Show really should be a big attraction. And it's interesting that you have a guy like The Undertaker who for so long would just work once a year and the, the awe and the mystique was there and they're not doing the same thing with a guy like The Big Show. They're just trotting him out on, you know, every single Raw or whatever and uh, – it's it really doesn't have the impact that he should have. And for a guy of his size, and especially as he ages, you know, physically to keep up with the rigors of the road and things like that, you would think that they would scale back on him. But I feel like even when they did that, the, the mystique just wasn't there. There's no presence. There's really no uh, wow factor. When he comes out, it's just, well, it's the big show, like the song <laughs> says.
1: Yeah, well, uh, the thing is too, is that, A good portion of Big Show's career, he has been made to look like a goof, right? I mean, like, one of my first memories of Big Show at all is um, when he was feuding with Eddie Guerrero for the U.S. title, and one week he stole Eddie's burritos, but it was a trick, because Eddie had spiked the burritos, and he gave Big Show diarrhea, and then the next week, Eddie sprayed the Big Show with his own diarrhea out of a hose. And there's just a ton of other examples of this kind of stuff, where... You know, Big Show has just been just joked about over the years. Where it's the countless faces and heel turns, the crying, uh, the monster trucks, WrestleMania baby, woo! Uh, <laughs> uh, the New Year's Eve baby outfit, um, riding on his dead dad's casket, uh, the ironclad contract, of course. Like so much of Big Show has been um, memefied, if you will. That you know, you can enjoy it, you can laugh at it, but. At the same time, that stuff can really damage a person's specialness and their legend status, Chris.
2: That's a great point. And I think you just accurately described why whenever I think of the big show and why when you pitched this episode to me, I was like, yes, absolutely. Like when I think of the big show, like I laugh. Just so many things like the monster truck sumo match, (laughs) the the body surfing on his father's coffin, (laughs) all of those things. It just makes me laugh. But when I think of him in a wrestling context, like in ring, if he is walking to the ring for a match, it is like, oh, like what's what's on C-SPAN? What like surely there's something more interesting going on right now. But when I think of the big show outside of the wrestling context or when I just think of some of those crazy wacky things that he has been involved in over the years i laugh i smile i I, honest to god enjoy the guy i like the concept of the big show i just never need to see him wrestle
1: yeah that's the thing i like him well enough don't get me wrong i don't hate the big show or anything it's just that i've had my fill of him that's for sure i don't need to see him wrestle anymore in my lifetime Um, but i still enjoy all those fun wacky memories of course and i always give him credit too for getting in good shape later on in his career because, you know, there were times where I watched Big Show and it was just so clear that he was way too heavy, way too out of shape. Like I remember 2006 at the end of that first WWE run where he was ECW champion and he was just so heavy and moving really poorly. Um, But then he went away and took time off and he lost the weight and he's been looking good ever since. So, you know, good for him.
2: Yeah. That 2006 run, like you said, that was a far cry from him. Like, doing drop kicks in 1999 on Sunday night heat like that I still that blows my mind like I don't know if, if if you're if you even remember that but uh Big Show was doing drop kicks at one point
1: and and in WCW he did the drop kicks too but I also remember seeing a clip of him doing a kip-up um it was rope assisted but still it's the giant right like it's the Big Show impressive doing a kip-up like it's so impressive yeah
2: good on him good on him
1: yeah So uh, let's get to these themes here, and uh, we're going to do an abridged episode, so to speak. Uh, We'll still cover the main themes that Big Show has had in his career in depth, but his lesser-known themes and his one-off themes, we'll still mention those, but briefly, which is fine by me, Chris, because, you know, I don't mind a shorter show. No, brevity is good sometimes. Easier to edit, that's for sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll start off at the beginning of Big Show's career in 1995 WCW. He was brought in as the newest member of Kevin Sullivan's Dungeon of Doom stable as The Giant. Which, you know, as far as names go, not exactly a creative high point, I don't think. (laughs) It's a rather generic name. Um, But the intent originally was to say that this guy was the son of Andre the Giant, which, you know, thankfully was dropped not long afterwards. Um, He did, though, have a very notable in-ring debut at Halloween Havoc 95 because on the same show where he did the monster truck sumo match and fell off the roof, he beat Hulk Hogan to win the WCW title in his second ever actual wrestling match, which in this day and age sounds insane, but it was a different time, of course. Uh, The Giants' first theme was the Dungeon of Doom stable theme by Jimmy Hart and Howard Helm, and we played this originally back on the first Halloween Spooktacular episode. This is simply called... The Dungeon of Doom theme. (laughs) So, Chris, you referenced on that first spooktacular that this song reminds you of the opening of The Rit by Black Sabbath with the evil yes. maniacal laughter. <laughs> um, the difference, though, is that the laughter in that song eventually ends. Uh, this one, <laughs> it just keeps going and going while the spooky synths and the fun music play underneath. Um, it's rather on the nose with its spookiness, but then again so was the Dungeon of Doom. So it all makes sense there, Chris.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just kind of feels like walking through a cheesy haunted house, which I think, you know, A-plus on that, you know, you nailed it, if, if that was kind of the intent. You, you mentioned back in 2017 uh, that... The, uh, the title of this song is just simply Dungeon of Doom theme, which is, is pretty lazy. And you proposed the title of Mystic Giggles, which uh, <laughs> listening back to that while doing notes for this show, I really enjoyed that. Uh, and then it just made me think of Mystic Rhythms by Rush, but with Get- Getty Lee just singing Mystic Giggles. <laughs> so, that, so thank you for that. I mean, that made this experience just worth it, just right there. Yes, creepy guffaws.
1: Another alternate title there. Uh, (laughs) Uh, But yeah, this is a real wacky cartoonish theme for a wacky cartoonish group. You know, certainly of the era, that 95-96 run, where they were still trying to just squeeze the last bit of juice out of Hulkamania. And the Giants certainly fit right in with, you know, Kevin Sullivan and the Shark and Mang and the Yeti and all those guys. So... It's not a very deep or complex song, but again, these are not deep, complex characters, right? They're exactly. Just, they're maniacal villains, so naturally their theme song would be just very broad and obvious.
2: Exactly, yeah. It's it's kind of like if Scooby-Doo was wrestling. It's kind of what it reminds me of.
1: Yeah. Old Man Beefcake? You were Zodiac <laughs> the whole time? like. <laughs> so in September of 96, the giant betrayed WCW and joined the new nefarious NWO faction. And then at the end of the year, he got kicked out. Uh, So uh, the first of many, many, many face and heel turns for Paul White in his career. That's for sure. But um, the thing is, though, you know, the Giant would have some more WCW themes, which we'll mention shortly. But oftentimes from like 97 onwards, he would have no theme at all. He would just come out to silence, which by 97, you know, makes him kind of an outlier there, Chris.
2: Yeah. And, you know, the Big Show would also come out to silence a lot in the 2010s as well.
1: Oh,
2: bazing. Uh, <laughs> I
1: uh, I think I read an article, actually, where Big Show talked about having no theme song. And he was like, you know, I asked them why I didn't have a theme song. And they told me, you're a giant. You don't need a theme. But um, <laughs> your, apparently, your that...
2: footsteps are the music.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, apparently that wasn't the case, I guess, because. He did have a bunch of other themes that he used in WCW, and uh, we're not going to go in-depth on them, but we will play them in a nice little medley here, so hit it, Johnny! So those songs were in order. Accidents Happen by David B. Fields. Slacker by David Hicks, Ian Clark, and Simon Painter. Rockhouse by Frank Shelley. Harley by Kirk Hunter. Slammer by Derek Todd Sorensen. And Tear It Up by James Swift. Uh, Rockhouse is, of course, the NWO theme. Tear It Up, the NWOB team theme. Slammer is Lex Luger's theme, and him and the Giant were a tag team for a little bit. And the other ones were just, you know, one-off themes from Pro or Worldwide or whatever. So um, what's interesting, though, about those songs is that, you know, The Giant, much like Kevin Nash or Scott Hall, he never had a dedicated long-term singles theme in WCW that was written, you know, for him. He had stable themes or one-offs, but he never had, like, a definitive Giant theme in that company which is fascinating because, you know, he's a former world champion and all that stuff, Chris.
2: Yeah, I think at that point he was just kind of getting by on presence alone, which is how they presented him, which, you know, if that's what they were intentionally doing by not giving him a theme song, I would almost rather him not have a theme song than have forgettable theme songs like some of these. Obviously, Rock House is iconic and Tear It Up is is just a hoot. But um, yeah, a lot of these were just, you know, some nice little riffs happening here and there, but nothing very noteworthy, I would say.
1: Yeah, just your typical generic production library of rock music. Um, now, there was a song that could have been a giant theme if they used it. Uh, it's from the NWO album that was only put out in Japan. It's a song called In Your Face. <laughs> You know, this song would have been a really good giant theme. You know, it's it's menacing, it's heavy, it fits him as a character, his look. Um, it even has him doing vocals. The giant is in your face! It would have been perfect for him, Chris.
2: I think it would have been awesome. He got a badass riff. The tempo is just right for him. This feels like it would have been right in his wheelhouse. All I would have loved is if they added a clip of him going, I'm going to deck your halls, bub. <laughs>
1: But, uh, but alas, we did not get it, and uh, eventually the giant would bid adieu to WCW at the beginning of 99. Uh, he was very unhappy with where he was in the company, and he wanted to leave, so he left and went right to the competition, the WWF, debuting at the St. Valentine's Day Massacre pay-per-view in February as the newest henchman for Vince McMahon. First, he was known as Big Nasty Paul White. King, it's Paul White! Uh, then he would be The Big Show, Paul White, and then simply Big Show, which has been his wrestling name to this day. And and to be fair, Chris, I did make fun of The Giant for being a rather generic name. Um, Big Show, if you really think about it, also not the most creative name in the world, but I guess he's had it for so long that we just accept it for what it is.
2: It's a testament to... ...to him that he could pull off a name like The Big Show. And when someone says Big Show, even outside of wrestling, people kind of, you know, know who he is. So, a testament to Paul White there.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least it's better than just being called Paul White. You know, (laughs) seven feet tall, 500 pounds, the world's largest athlete, Paul White. You know, in in comparison, Big Show does come across a lot better as a name. Um, Now, his first theme in WWF for a few months... Was a remix of the theme from the St. Valentine's Day Massacre pay per view. This is by Jim Johnston. It's just called Massacre. <laughs> this is a proper Attitude Era song. It's so gritty and grimy and industrial and lacking of any real fun or color. Uh, A real contrast with the Dungeon of Doom theme, that's for sure. Um, I mean, it sounds pretty cool, has a cool beat to it, but it's not what I would call a conventionally catchy song. Um, Of course, there's also the vocals, which are the vocals from the original version of the song, but they're done in reverse. They're backmasked, so if you played the song backwards, you'd hear will you be my massacre will you be my valentine so some real cool edgy 99 energy with this one here chris
2: yeah this track is just coated in a layer of grime that even i am not sure how jim johnston achieved just like imagine hearing this from right outside the studio And like wondering like who the hell who's in there who's working on this is is the (laughs) rizza in there and then you walk in and you see james a johnston who looks like your friend's dad (laughs) nodding his head behind the console i don't how did this man such a versatile guy like you don't look at him and think that that is something that he could ever create but by god he did Hmm.
1: I'm not sure how I feel about it for the Big Show, though, because he's meant to be, like, a big badass henchman for Vince or whatever, but he doesn't feel like a dark, gritty, underground sort of character that fits this theme. Like, Dungeon of Doom was dark, too, but it was cartoonish and of a previous era, and it fit the character of the giant. Um, This is more realistic, more contemporary, so to speak, but even if you put Big Show in, like, a black trench coat and black sunglasses... His presence with his size and his gait and whatnot, it's way too jarring with the vibe of this song, I think. Um,
2: does that make sense there, Chris? Def- yeah, definitely weird theme for someone named Paul White, who looks <laughs> like Paul White. Like, I could honestly see like Viscera using this at the time. I remember his theme not being too dissimilar to this. But yeah, weird theme for Paul White. Also weird theme for Luke Gallows. Weird theme for Nicole Bass as well. Uh, Just very, I don't know. Like, totally worked for St. Valentine's Day Massacre. But, yeah, I, I don't really associate this with the big show. And I probably wouldn't have remembered that he came out to this if we hadn't done, you know, the prior episode where we discussed this. Actually, my first instinct is the exact same first instinct that I had in 2017, where I thought that this sounds like the intro to a dark and gritty Netflix reboot of Rocket Power. Um, So not much has changed on that front.
1: I guess not. Um, Well, you mentioned Luke Gallows. Like, to me, this fits Luke Gallows a lot better than it does Big Show, because when I think of, like, 2010... Straight edge society, Luke Gallows, where he's not goofing off or doing the whole good brother thing, he's just the heavy for CM Punk. I, I think that character fits the vibe of this song and that dark, seedy underground culture thing better than Paul White does, Chris.
2: Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I, I would just more associate him with like almost kind of like bro country, something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great, like, I love this song, I think oh, yeah, the song's yeah. awesome. Of all the songs on, you know, in this episode, as I was kind of preparing and taking notes, I would just keep putting this one back on uh, just to just to keep going back and and listen to it because I do enjoy it. I love the bassline. love that drum break. I spent a lot of time actually researching what that drum break is because I know I've heard it in a lot of other things I've seen
1: comparisons to like um the beat from back to life by soul to soul yeah it it it, it definitely has that life, vibe yeah back to reality. definitely
2: has that vibe and I don't know if it was just like something stock in a drum machine or a keyboard You know in the 90s or something like that or if it's from an actual record i actually spent you'd be surprised how much time i spent looking into this drum break because i just for my own purposes i wanted to know but uh yeah i I love the vibe of this track does not feel does not fit the big show at all but a great uh pay-per-view theme i would say in for that era and that style that jim johnston was doing at the time man it's it's a barn burner
1: yeah would have been funny if Big Show had the original pay per view theme with the female singer doing that. Ooh,
2: <laughs> ooh, poopy doo,
1: crazy, you <laughs> drive me crazy. Like, that would have been a real jarring contrast with Big Show there.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that would have been an attention getter, right? <laughs> on,
1: right <laughs> <on>. <laughs> so, uh, in the shock of all shocks, Chris, Big Show turns face after, what, a month or so in the WWF? <laughs> he turns against Vince, which would lead to the formation of the Union, and as well, he got a new theme song, uh, one that would last for quite a while, actually, about seven years, which includes his first WWE title win, the Big Boss Man feud, wham, my daddy, my daddy, main eventing WrestleMania 2000, uh, the Invasion, and all the feuds with guys like you know Undertaker, Lesnar, Kurt Angle, Eddie, Cena, JBL, etc., etc. Um, of course, a million more face and heel turns too. Um, but throughout all that time, from 99 to 2006, uh, he had this theme song. It's by Jim Johnston off of WWF The Music Volume 4. It's called Big.
0: Well...
1: So I just had a massive blast of nostalgia when I heard this again, because I haven't heard this song in in years and years. And all that time away made me realize that this song rocks. That opening, well, well it's the Big Show, bum 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 bum. It's an explosive, energetic start, you know it's Big Show right away. And the music is great, too, because you have the classic lumbering, bluesy riff, Dun, 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 dun. To emphasize that it's the Big Show, he's a big dude. But on top of that, you have this sweaty, lead guitar just riffing up a storm. Give it some spice, give it some excitement. And as well, there's also the very powerful vocals that are sung with such gusto. Um, So, all in all, for what is basically Big Show's first actual singles theme... You know, that was written for him and was actually used, I think it works just so well. And I really enjoyed it, Chris.
2: Yeah, me too. I really think this is the definitive Big Show. When I think of the Big Show theme, this is the one that instantly comes to mind for me. It's, uh It really, it, being on the slower end of mid-tempo, it fits his walk to the ring. It fits his gait. It takes its time, but it never drags. And the great thing about it is that It doesn't really sound a whole lot like a lot of other Jim Johnston themes from around that time. It's blues rock, which is immediately different, but it's still equally heavy as it is bluesy. But leading into that bluesy aspect of it sets it apart, and it sets The Big Show apart. And... I just think in terms of stingers, I think, well, I think that's one of the best stingers in wrestling history, in my opinion. I think it's instantly recognizable. It's got a great character to it that immediately stands out. Uh, and this whole theme, it just has a lot of charm, I would say. And, yeah, listening to this one, it, it just made me happy. It, it brought back a lot of good memories, like you said. And, yeah, I, I really I really enjoy this one.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, lyrically, there's not much to it. It's just about five or six lines or so, and they're not that complex either, you know. Well, well, it's the big show. Yes, it's a big bad show tonight. Yeah, it's the big show. Come on, crank it up and turn on all the lights, y'all. Well, get ready for something that you'll never know. You won't see it coming, but I promise you'll know. The big show. That's it. And on the one hand, I get it. You don't need a ton of lyrics to explain the big show. He's very easy to get as a character. That's fine, but... On the other hand, I do have a question about a certain part of the lyrics. <laughs> you won't see it coming, but I'll promise you'll know. The Big Show. Um, Is it actually possible to not see The Big Show coming? He's seven <laughs> feet tall, 500 pounds. Like, he's very, very, very easy to spot there, Chris. <laughs>
2: I'm I'm right on the same page there with you. I had that... <laughs> I had that in my notes as well. If we're going to scrutinize these lyrics, I don't think they hold up very well to that. But I, I think it almost just doesn't matter what else is being said other than, well, it's the big show. I think you have that one phrase, and that's a phrase that everyone can remember and sing. So in that aspect, it's brilliant, and it has accomplished its job, I think, tenfold. Uh, but yeah, getting, getting into some of the the meaning and some of the 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 contradictive... Uh, lyrics there it does get kind of silly and kind of lazy songwriting but in the grand scheme of things i mean i don't think it matters i think well it's the big show you know whether it's this version or the version we'll talk about later i think everyone knows that everyone could sing that everyone recognizes that so yeah it does its job for a wrestling theme uh when you even just think about that one line though well it's the big show that can almost be construed as lazy in a way too <laughs> but i think the way it's delivered in this particular version i think it works very well and it has that charm and that character to it so i'm i'm a fan
1: yeah it has enough zeal i think to overcome any shortcomings of the lyrics um the thing about the vocals too is that and this is just an unconfirmed rumor that i saw on some websites so it's likely not true but the rumor is that the vocals were done by michael p.s hayes now, there is a southern draw to these vocals. There is that, but to my knowledge, I've never seen any actual confirmation from either Jim Johnston or Michael Hayes that it was him doing the vocals. Um, what do you think, Chris?
2: I feel like if it really was Doc Hendricks on vocals, that well, I think we'd know about it by now. I think, uh, I think he would have mentioned it. Yeah, a couple thousand times. You know, I was I uh, was doing the big show. Steve, you know that. <laughs> do do do. You know,
1: I, I'd love to hear the outtakes if it was him. Well, it's the big show. Do do, do 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 Why don't you jump off that ladder tonight? Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, before we move on, I, I do want to mention the entrance video we had with this song. Yeah. Because I know there were two famous ones. Uh, they both used like an old timey, you know, black and white movie motif. The first one had the Hollywood skyline with the spotlights and the cartoon helicopter. And the other one, the one I know best, is the one that had the countdown reel. Five, four, three, two, picture starts. So it was, I guess, taking the name Big Show kind of literally and going for like an old school spectacle attraction kind of thing. Uh, maybe sort of harkening back to an old school movie monster like King Kong or Godzilla or whatever, Chris, you know?
2: For sure, I think. And... It's one of the great uses, I think, of old-timey stock footage in Wrestling Titantrons, which in itself is a completely lost art these days but I really like that because I immediately when I hear the song and it may just be also from playing like Wrestlemania 2000 and No Mercy a lot but I immediately see that 5432 I I immediately see that in my mind the two are kind of linked as if it was like like music and music video so I I love the character and just how it kind of brands big show and sets him apart and it has a different feeling than a lot of the other stuff kind of going on at the time in the company so yeah, yeah, i'm I'm a big fan of of the old Titan Tron. I miss Titan in general. That's just something I, I I feel like i I could talk about at length. i I love old Titan and a lot of the use of old stock footage along with things that they would actually go out and shoot, you know, specifically for that wrestler. It's just something that you don't get anymore. and i uh, I think it would be really beneficial to bring that type of visual storytelling back. You know, maybe a company like AEW or, you know, uh, I know New Japan has has some form of that. You know, they do really cool vignettes sometimes, but I would love to see the return of the Titan Tron as we kind of see it, you know, through through this this particular one.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree, man. I mean, nowadays, entrance videos are just, you know, they're a lost art. Um, especially in WWE, where it's just, right now, it's just word art. You know, it's it's PowerPoint word art with maybe a few fancy graphics or whatever. Um, it is sad to see what it's become, that's for sure. Um, by the way, uh, I don't know if you knew this, Chris, but I found an alternate version of the song where Big Show had a computer gimmick. <sighs> del del it's the big show
2: oh man you 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 certainly have not changed over the years no that's for sure. of
1: course not why would i change like this this is who i am you know like this is what makes the podcast what it is you know it's it's the charm of the show my my tremendous shoehorned in puns oh, so man there you go there you go <laughs> oh man Um, now before we get to the next theme that we'll talk about in depth, I want to bring up a few other themes that he had during this time period, uh, namely 99, First, uh, first the unholy Alliance theme with the undertaker. I told Brother Paul to get two themes, but in one of those themes, there would only be enough melody to get us halfway through the desert. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, this is the creepy carnival music. Um, very scary, very ominous. Certainly a good fit for 1999 Satan Undertaker. And a little throwback as well to the Dungeon of Doom, perhaps. But but yeah, I don't mind this theme, but it's not at the top of my list for either Big Show or Undertaker themes, Chris
2: intro very similar to sting's wwe theme i don't know if we mentioned that but uh yeah very similar yeah you know i always did enjoy this theme but i'm a sucker for anything that has like big claps of thunder in it so uh so yeah i always did enjoy this theme but uh far from the most memorable big show theme i think that's for sure
0: in the hobby it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks I was able to open an arena club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it and look, it's gonna be junk. You're you you know what I mean? Like you know what you're probably gonna get in those. Maybe you find that fun, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, ah, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards. Off. Again, that's arena club.com slash VOW net, arena club.com slash VOW net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of the Wrestling Podcast Network. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three, and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.
1: And the other one, the one that he had towards the beginning of 2000, is one that we played back on the second anniversary show from the Aggression album. Uh, It's by Jim Johnston. Featuring Mac 10, K Mac, Boo Capone, and MC8. This is also called Big.
0: Well, it's the Big Show! Uh. I gas hop when I hit my six-fold pedal. I rock and got fans from ghetto to heavy metal. I took it to the next level. Guard gate the states and marble floors with a slight bevel. Hey yo, I hit the freeways to keep my guns toning. Get high, start zoning, get paranoid and leave my pits roaming. Then gently slide into the seat of my Bentley. Hit the town, if you hate, then you're jealous evidently. i am fall platinum for the millennium, my ice bigger. Touch my watch on my chain and get shot at least twice. Never, I'll be the bride and start shining in the show. And everybody say, "Hold your you love Mac 1-0. And to the female fan base that consume, you gotta be willing to give up the wound to see my room. So if you're about that, and in your mouth I could burst, and meet me backstage and have some rubbers in your purse. What?
1: I know I did the exact same thing on the aggression episode, Chris, but I have to do it again. Well, it's the big show. Um, And we said this last time, too, but this song has nothing to do with the big show at all. No, he is not a hip hop guy. And it has maybe one of the most disgusting verses in any wrestling theme. And to the female fan base that consume, you gotta be willing to give up the womb to see my room. So if you're about that, and in your mouth I can burst, then meet me backstage and have some rubbers in your purse. I mean, what more needs to be said there, Chris?
2: You know, there's actually a rumor that the Big Show wrote that. <laughs> like what? Like what? Like, Why? I don't know. It, it seems like they maybe acquired this track that was just made for another album and just ah, throw it out. Yeah, Big Show theme. Here, here you go. Yeah, give it a beat and there you go. Has nothing to do with The Big Show. And we totally buried this song a few years ago. Uh, but man, it's just so stupid and I, I just love it. It just makes me laugh between the higher pitched, well, it's The Big Show. And then the sound of the. Stupid, dissonant piano keys that Christian Bale uses to access the hidden stairway to the Bat Cave. <laughs> it's just like the sonic equivalent of YouTube poop. It's its great. I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know he had a shirt, too. That was the name Big Show with an arrow pointing down towards his dick. Um, but I just I don't want to think about the Big Show bursting in someone's mouth. That's, uh, that's a bridge too far, Chris.
2: Why would you say that? <laughs> Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Visuals, imagery.
1: (laughs) Good lord. Uh, So uh, in June of 06, Big Show joins the new ECW brand and quickly becomes the new ECW champion after uh, turning heel yet again. And he gets a new theme song too, which he has had to this very day. So the Floyd Mayweather match, um, another Undertaker feud, Jericho, Show, Show Miz, the world's heavyweight title runs, The Authority, a million more face and heel turns, um, all that good stuff. So this is off of WWE Reckless Intent. It's by the band Brand New Sin, and it's called Crank It Up.
0: Well, it's a big show. It's a big band show tonight.
1: So yeah, this is not a true original new theme. It's just a redo of Big, but the differences are obvious. Uh, Big has a faster pace to it, has more urgency. This one is a lot slower, and leans a lot heavier into that southern blues, southern rock kind of sound. Uh, The vocals go along with that, of course, too. Um, And just in general, there are more lyrics in this than there were in Big. So it builds upon the previous theme, changes a few things here and there, and um, overall... It's not my favorite theme in the world. I think I actually prefer Big to this one. But I guess I like it well enough there, Chris.
2: So I'm not a fan of this version. I, In fact, I think this is like the $600 stimulus version. <laughs> and Big is the $2,000 stimulus version. I, As soon as I started listening to this one while I was taking notes, I immediately just put Big back on. Uh, I really didn't want to switch back over. Because it just gives me a feeling of malaise. And I don't know if that's just the song itself, that it sounds slower and duller and kind of sounds like the vocalist is bored right off the bat, uh, or if it's just that period of the big show, which gives me all of those same feelings. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm i not as much of a fan of this one. I think taking it in the heavier direction, getting rid of the blues feel, the blues rock, uh, replacing it with just generic high gain guitars with no character i don't think it was a step in the right direction yeah maybe you want to modernize it maybe you know the feeling is that the old one sounds a little too old-fashioned but i think that was its charm i thought that was it gave it a great character a sonic character that this one ultimately i just don't think it has that
1: well i think it really emphasizes his size a lot more than big did because big like i said more of an energetic spectacle kind of song. Look at this attraction. But this one, because it's slower, it's more deliberate, and you have the crunch of those big chugging guitar riffs and the heavier vocals, the song just has more of a weight to it. And it's telling you, he may not be fast, he may not be nimble, but he's big, and he's mean, and he's coming for you. So I think it does work well in focusing on his size, but is it as exciting a song as Big is? No, I don't think so.
2: You know, that's a good point. That's a good point. But it, yeah, like when the Big Show is coming out around this time and he doesn't kind of have that excitement and energy of Big itself, it's just, uh, okay, w- well, all right, <laughs> okay. It's like, yeah, it, you know, it's it does some things differently. It has some new lyrics that are at least befitting of the Big Show But it's like, at that point, who cares? The Big Show came out and you've already changed the channel. So, you know, (laughs) I I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm not a fan of of this period of The Big Show or this song in general. I, I just think it's kind of a dud.
1: Well, there is one lyric that I do like, actually. It's, your time is over, your turns come around, hold you high above me, then I plant you in the ground. That's a Chokeslam reference, yeah. which I never realized until just recently, actually. Um, so I do appreciate that they're trying to be different with the lyrics here in this one and put a little more effort into them um, and not just repeating the same lines over and over and over again. Um, but overall, it's still a rather simple song in terms of lyrics here, so.
2: Yeah, there was that kind of mentality, I think, around the time when Reckless Intent came out that they would maybe spruce up some of the old themes. And I, th- I really, I think... I think there was. I'm not sure if it was that album that there was a, a "Break the Walls Down" remake, and I believe also a "No Chance in Hell" remake. It seemed like it was like, hey, let's take some themes from Volume Four and remake them for this song, uh, for this album. And I'm not sure if that was uh, if that was a direction because themes that came out around those time maybe had a certain style and sound to them that they didn't think ultimately ultimately held up. But I mean, if you look, Jericho, you know, never used that remake of the song. Vince never used his remake. Uh, Big Show was the only one who used his remake, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, Volume 8 is when those two remakes oh, okay, were put okay. out. And uh, yeah, they were never used, of course. Um, I think there was also a Deadly Game remake from Reckless <laughs> Intent. There was also like a metal version of it that was never used. Um, but uh, but anyway, crank it up. Uh, this is actually the longest theme that Big Show has ever had in his career. Uh, he still has it after all these years. But I, I do think it works well for an older Big Show where he's the grizzled veteran. Um, he's slowed down. So I think the vibe of this song does work better uh, for older Big Show, which is certainly a much more positive connotation than fat Big Show from 06,
2: you know? <laughs> yeah. But, man, if you just play those two stingers back to back, one of them is just flat and well, and the other one is exciting and dynamic. Whale. And- and it, so it, it kind of back to back, it is kind of night and day uh, in that respect. But yeah, I'm not the biggest fan. But, you know, I do understand your points about it. And I do appreciate, you know, the new lyrics, like you mentioned, um, which, again, comes into play uh, in the next song that we're going to talk about.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. I brought up Jericho earlier, uh, which was the tag team of Big Show and Chris Jericho from 09. Uh, they were tag team champions together, too. And they had their own Jericho tag team theme. Uh, this is by a band called maylene and the sons of disaster off of wwe the music a new day volume 10 this is crank the walls down I covered this with Sean Cedor a few years ago in the Chris Jericho episode, and as the name would dictate, uh, it is a blending of Break the Walls Down and Crank It Up, uh, done in like a southernish metal kind of style. Um, the band is from Alabama, I believe, so as far as Big Show goes, it still has that southern element in there with this theme, it just has gone back to, you know, having a lot more vigor, and um, in this case, a lot more dude-bro energy from Jericho. That's the Jericho influence right there. Um, but yeah, I think as far as mashup themes go, this sounds pretty damn good. You know, it doesn't sound awkward at all. So I'd give it a thumbs up. What about you, Chris?
2: I'll tell you, I'm a big fan of this one. I think this one's a lot of fun. This is like, so this is this is the $40,000 political donation version <laughs> of the Big Show's theme. I, I'm I'm honestly, in all seriousness, I'm a big fan of this one. I think it brings Crank It Up, up several notches, and it makes Break the Walls down even heavier. Uh, So I just think it's it's two great tastes that taste great together, and I think it's probably one of the best mashup themes ever, uh, due in no small part to the fact that they actually recorded a new song with a new arrangement, rather than copying and pasting random bits and bobs from two separate themes and trying to make that into one thing. I think that there is an art to making mashups that way, and that is not something that WWE has ever been good at, but I'm really glad that they went this route with the Jericho theme because I still, I listen to this and I enjoy it. I still think it holds up, brings a smile to my face. Uh, And, uh, you know, I'll withhold my thoughts on Chris Jericho nowadays, but at the time I really enjoyed Jericho as a tag team. And I think this theme really did add a lot to that act.
1: Yeah. And Sean made a good point that with the Jericho tag team, they actually tried to make them come across like an actual tag team and not just two singles guys put together. So you had Big Show wearing the blue singlet, and they had a team name, and they had this theme song. Um, even though it was short-lived, and uh, actually a backup plan for the Jericho and Edge tag team when Edge got injured, they still made an effort to make Jericho seem like a real thing. So I appreciate that this song, you know, as weird a concept as it is on paper, to you know combine these two songs. I do like that extra step of making Jericho a proper tag team.
2: Yeah, it immediately tells you, hey, you should care about this because we cared enough to make a new song. You know that those little production touches sometimes can make all the difference uh, when you're presenting a new you're presenting two guys who have been around for a while, but you're now presenting him in this new light. So I think a new theme and doing it this way, I think it, it really makes all the difference. I also really love the fact that this combines the first two tracks from WWF The Music Volume 4. Because I used to listen to that album so much when it came out. I remember my mother taking me to the store after school in 1999 to buy the CD the day it came out. And because we didn't have a CD player in our car at the time, I had to wait until we got home to listen to it, which I was very impatient about. But uh, I loved that album at the time. I'm pretty sure all my friends on the block who liked wrestling had a copy of that album uh, in 1999. So uh, those were the days, really. Uh, I, I, I'm i a big fan of... Um, All themes involved here separately and together. Like I said, it's like chocolate and peanut butters. Two great tastes that taste great together.
1: Well, on the Jericho episode, I made a mistake because I said that I was glad they didn't do the lazy thing of taking Break the Walls Down, Crank It Up, and just mashing them together as is. Well, I was wrong because I forgot that they did do that for a few weeks before Crank the Walls Down debuted. And uh, surprise, surprise... It really sucks. Yeah,
0: Come on. You know
1: It's not good at all. It sounds terrible and awkward as hell. Um, but thankfully, it was only around for a few weeks and then forgotten about by, um, uh, by
2: me, apparently. So <laughs> I forgot about it, too. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about it until you just said it. But yeah, and there's a reason why, because it doesn't work. And if it's memorable, it's for uh, the wrong reasons, which I think we will address.
1: <laughs> Coming up next, uh, speaking of bad mashups... <laughs> I did want to bring up before we go uh, the Show Miz theme, which was, of course, Big Show and The Miz. Uh, Pretty good pun name for a team. Not the best theme, though. Uh, It's literally Miz's theme I came to play with higher-pitched vocal drops from Crank It Up put in there at random points. Well, it's the Big Show, Big Show, get ready for trouble. That's all it is, and it's lazy and bad, and, uh, well, here it is. Well,
0: awesome
1: Well, there you go. It uh, it speaks for itself, there, Chris.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, all that was missing was a few one of a kind.
1: Don't bring that up, please. Those <laughs> those bad memories, please. No. <laughs> I particularly liked
2: "Get Ready for Drama." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I came to where
2: <laughs> I came to big show. That's. I mean, that's. Hey, that's a that's a bold statement there. <laughs> Not sure I needed that information, but <laughs> it's amazing that the same company responsible for Crank the Walls Down is also responsible for this. Like, don't even bother if you're just if you're not going to do it well, just don't even bother or get someone who's really good at mashups on YouTube to do it, because there's an art to that, like I said, and uh, some people have it and and some people don't. And whoever I don't See, I don't think Jim Johnston would be directly responsible for doing this. It's probably just some assistant audio editor within WWE doing this. Um, but yeah, there is there's some kid on YouTube who could do this a million times better than uh, than they ever do. and it's amazing that they still continue to not even not even copying and pasting different parts of different songs. now when they do it, they'll literally just crossfade between two themes, which is it's like why? just don't don't bother. Don't bother.
1: Yeah, I mean, they still do it to this very day. You know, not too long ago, there was that Kabuki Warriors mashup theme that was just (sighs) utter crap. So, unfortunately, I don't think it's ever going to go away. I think as long as you have two singles wrestlers that are put together at random, you're going to get just a lazy-as-hell mashup theme that sounds like crap. It's just, you know, a fact of life there, Chris, I guess. So, yeah. All right. Well, those were the big show themes. Um, I doubt that at this stage of the game, he's ever going to get a new one. Um, oh, you mean but, we're not uh, we're
2: not going to talk about the big show show theme?
1: <laughs> not this time. Not this time. Um, or the go big show theme. That's a whole other matter entirely there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is, but uh, my wife keeps being like, I thought the big show was on this thing, but he's not. So what is it? Like, I have no idea, but I keep seeing it and, uh, and hearing about it. But, yeah, that's that's weird.
1: But Big Show, man, he's had a long career. You know, a lot of ups and downs, face turns and heel turns and riding on caskets and monster <laughs> trucks and all that stuff. Just a, a very memorable career for a very memorable guy. Um, and, and in all honesty, you know, we've seen so many giants, no pun intended, over the years, just have short careers and flame out or they fall apart physically. But for him to be as large as he is and still have a very long and fruitful career and actually get in better shape as he got older, it's pretty remarkable, I think. So Big Show, good or bad, I do have a soft spot for the big guy. And he's given me just so many fun memories over the years there, Chris.
2: I completely agree. Yeah, I I love the Big Show. Uh, I have so many great memories and, and fun memories of him, not necessarily in the ring, like I said, but yeah, I, I could, I just, I can't think of the monster truck sumo match and not smile, <laughs> you know, I, like, I can't think of the, the boss man feud and not smile. It's just, that's, that's the stuff that'll, that'll stay with me. And he's, he's, uh, he's the center of quite a few of those. So, uh, I, I do appreciate the big show in that regard. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Music of the Mat. Thank you so much for listening, Uh, not just for this episode, but for the past four years. Um, Thank you to just everybody out there for their support of the show, Uh, the listeners, everyone at Voices of Wrestling, and, of course, thank you, Chris. I mean, I know I say it every year like clockwork, but I would not be doing this podcast if it wasn't for you, because you came up with the idea for the show in the first place— and you let this annoying, pun-loving stranger from Boston <laughs> be your co-host. And uh, it's been quite the journey ever since. Uh, sometimes a maddening journey and a <laughs> tedious one when it comes to the editing process. But the feedback and the laughter and the conversation and the friends made along the way, it's all been worth it. And I can't thank you enough for that, Chris.
2: Oh, well, thank you, man. Thank you for keeping this show going. i It's still a pleasure to just be able to listen to it. Uh, and just to hear everyone who who comes back on all the time, and then also I know you've added some new voices over the years, and I really enjoy you know hearing different people's perspectives on these themes. It, sometimes it all it takes is one comment from uh, from someone on this podcast to make me think about a wrestler in an entirely different way, and it's all kind of centered around their music and their theme and how they're presented. So I know that that for me kind of makes all the difference sometimes when I'm thinking about wrestling and, uh, yeah, so it's really just a lot of fun to, to, to listen to, and just to, to keep hearing, you know, be able to still hear you on a regular basis and and hear all your, your, uh, your goofs and gaffes and your <laughs> puns. And, uh, it's just a lot of fun. So I, and I always, I always love coming back on, you know, it's, it's a great time and, uh, I always love to uh, to talk about some wrestling themes with you.
1: Thank you, thank you. And uh, this time, I double dog pinky promise that I'll have <laughs> you on again before the fifth anniversary show, even if there is a nuclear holocaust and I have to traverse the apocalyptic landscape just to talk to you. I will do so. That's a promise.
2: Well, you, you've you've just given me a reason to uh, to survive, to stay alive. <laughs> You know, other other than uh, watching future seasons of Cobra Kai, which is basically my reason for living at this point. uh, You've just now given me a mission to uh, to survive whatever happens this year.
1: Cool. Cool. So uh, any plugs you want to give at all? Go right ahead.
2: Yeah. So I actually do have something new to plug this time. So I am actually getting back into podcasting this time. uh, My wife and I actually will be starting a podcast together and it is wrestling related. Uh, So what we're going to do is we're going to start a podcast that's kind of focusing on this kind of recent niche of wrestling-related TV shows. So think GLOW... Think uh, the upcoming Heels show with Stephen Amell that's all about a wrestling promotion. Uh, think of, you know, even the big show show that's wrestling related. And of course, Young Rock, the upcoming uh, sitcom, which will be the focus of the first season of the podcast. It's called Pro Wrestling Repackaged. And what we're going to do is each season of our podcast, we're going to take a look at a different wrestling related show and review that show and talk about it. And we'll also be making some bonus pit stops along the way to talk about some other wrestling-adjacent media, so movies, documentaries, maybe even some music here and there. Um, So it's, it's really a niche that we kind of fell into just based on the fact that we watch all these shows, you know, we, we loved glow. We, uh, I begrudgingly watched the big show show with my wife and it's stupid. And I can't wait to just talk about how stupid it is. But, um, really the thing I think that, uh, made us want to do this new podcast is the fact that there is a show called young rock coming out, uh, that is about the rock and his life growing up. And it looks ridiculous and great. And, uh, we just, felt that we wanted to talk about it just for fun so uh yeah you can follow on twitter at pro wrestling repackaged it is very bare bones right now we are going to be launching in february to coincide with the uh debut the premiere of young rock so definitely look out for that i think it'll be a lot of fun Uh, Also, I still do wrestling undercover. My covers project on YouTube, I cover all kinds of wrestling themes in different styles and genres. I had a lot of fun this year trying out some new stuff, some different styles that I've never done before. Uh, And I think it's just been a, a fun exercise in kind of trying out different types of music that I wouldn't normally do while also covering some of my favorite wrestling themes from over the years. So Check out YouTube.com slash Wrestling Undercover for that. Please subscribe, if you will. Uh, And also, I just want to plug my freelance services in general. I am now a full-time freelancer because of uh, 2020 and all that it has brought to us. Uh, I'm a full-time freelancer now, so if you have any any use for audio production and editing services, podcast editing, custom music production, custom audio branding, anything like that, uh, please check out MultitrackMinds.com and get in touch with me.
1: You know, I do have this thing called music of the mat that takes up a lot of my free time. So if you want to take it off my hands, there that'd be that'd be great. <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding, I'm kidding, of course I'm kidding. But um, but no, in, in all seriousness, that all sounds great, man, and I'm I'm looking forward to that new podcast of yours. Um, of course, you do realize that the well will run dry eventually, and you'll have to talk about like i don't know marine five or whatever oh, you know well, just there are a lot of wwe films that you'll have to you know scrounge through at some point right <laughs>
2: those will those will be bonus episodes and uh another idea that we have kind of in our planning stage right now is that we'll do a season just entirely based on wrestlers appearing in different sitcoms or like 90s dramas like walker texas ranger and nash bridges and things Buffy, like that charm yeah right, that type right. of stuff so th- there will be kind of seasons dedicated to deep dives on, on those random episodes, like the big show guesting on cousin Skeeter. Yeah. Cause that was a thing that happened apparently. Uh, but yeah, but our main bread and butter will be reviewing shows like glow and, and heels when that comes out and young rock. So yeah, definitely, uh, uh, you know, I think that'll be a lot of fun. It'll probably have a similar vibe to this show. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. And, uh, and, and, and thank you, man. Thank you for, for, bringing me on and, uh, allowing me to plug all these new endeavors. Cause, uh, I have a lot of wrestling related endeavors. Like I said, wrestling is still something that inspires me to create, even if I'm not really actively engaged in it right now. Um, it's still something that kind of inspires me to create and make media and put things out into the world and just throw them out onto the internet and see who enjoys it. So this was kind of my first, this podcast was really my first, uh, example of that. So thank you for keeping this train a running it is always a pleasure to uh, to come back on.
1: Well, it's always a pleasure to have you on, man. Seriously, it's always a blast, and I'm looking forward to our next one for sure. And uh, Music of the Mat is, of course, part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. You can find all the great podcasts on there at voicesofwrestling.com. Follow the show on Twitter at Music of the Mat. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. If you want to discuss this episode or other topics you can do so at the V-O-W Discord. That's com slash Discord. If you want to donate to the show, you can do that. Just go to com slash donate and click the big donate button beneath the name Music of the Mat. If you donate, hey, thanks so much. You're awesome. Rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places. And uh, finally... I want to give another big shout out to the VOW New Japan 2020 Year in Review eBook. Um, It has everything you'd want to know about New Japan in 2020 all in one big book. So stats, profiles, results, tournaments, title histories. It also has essays. It's got artwork. It's just, it's massive. And so much hard work goes into it every single year by a lot of people, including me. So, I give it a full recommendation, and it's available at voicesofwrestling.com slash books. And uh, there are two ways to buy it. Um, There's Amazon Kindle, which has a set price of $5.99, or you can buy it on Payhip, which is Name Your Own Price. So, if you want to buy it for free, you can do so, but just know that all the money raised by the book sales goes right to the people who made the book. All of them. So... If you could spend some money on it, that'd just be awesome. Again, that's VoicesOfWrestling.com slash books. So with that said, Chris, thanks again, and I'll see you around. Thank you, man. Always a pleasure. All right, for Chris Maffey, I'm Andrew Rich. Four years in the books. It's incredible. And I'll see you next time for year five of Music of the Met. Take care, guys.
0: Empty spaces what are we living for? Abandoned places
2: I guess we know this goal All and all. Does anybody know what we are looking for? Another hero Another mindless crime Behind the curtain
0: In the past